0: Hi guys. As ever, I want to extend a great big warm welcome to you. This is episode 50 of the Ask Sophie podcast. So there's nothing exciting to share about behind the scenes. You'll probably know or possibly maybe know that I, on Good Friday, not sure how long ago that was now, released or published My book called Love Notes from God. I have been sharing lots of it and lots about it on Instagram and on social media. Mind you, it's only Instagram I use, so basically Instagram. And I have been spending quite a lot of time focused on that. Um, The other thing I've been really focused on is what I'm going to talk about today, so I'll come to that in a moment. But there's one other thing that's really been on my mind. So it'll be two weeks tomorrow that I had a uh, a procedure, nothing like awful. But basically, I was really mindful after that to take care of myself to rest. And the meditation in the members area that I've just released today, which is called, let me get this right, rest, restore, realign, I think, is really based on this notion of the importance and and actually the power that we tap into that we line up with when we rest. Uh, it's just been so on my mind. So and it, and it was really it felt really loving to myself to to do that. And there are, of course, these ebbs and flows in life. And <laughs> as humans, we don't like the ebbs. We don't like the valleys we don't like the metaphorical winter times but once you understand that they're all part and parcel of the whole and that those down moments or unwanted times fuel and fund the up moments or the wanted times everything in life just takes on a wholly different hue and i just talked about this in the blog post that i wrote this morning for the members area that goes with the, the meditation, just the importance of taking time to rest, to restore. And for those of you who are in membership, actually the, the latest meditation is in healing, the healing section. And I did one ages ago called when it's winter time. I can't remember where it is, but that's a really good meditation for when you're in a space, uh, a time in your life where not much is happening, where you're in kind of one of those ebbs or the the metaphorical winter time. So that's just a little aside. And it leads me into what I'm going to talk about today. So I'm not answering a question. In the last podcast I did, which was actually two weeks ago, I spoke a little bit about the challenge that I'm facing at the moment with with my daughter, with Yara. And so what I want to speak to today is, is just that is facing life's challenges. Because, of course, these challenges, these ebbs, these valleys, the, the 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 pain as it might be, are innate in life. We all face them. Some of us have more than others, absolutely. But even the most, quote unquote, charmed existence, the ch- most charmed life, the person living it is is going to face challenges, stuff, stuff is going to happen. And as I say all the time, one of my things seems to be going through situations, and then helping others by telling them, you know, (laughs) partly about my what you might call mistakes, the things that I wouldn't recommend you do. And also, conversely, things that I, I do recommend that you do. And in all honesty, sometimes I don't actually like sharing because it's like, oh my God, I'd rather just be private. But sometimes I do and, and sometimes I absolutely see the benefit of, for, for me as well, of, of talking about these things. But of course, fundamentally, the reason I do it is is to help, to guide, to assist you. And as I say all the time, it's something I feel really powerfully about. So I want to speak to kind of how I have faced and how I am facing and how I will be facing this situation with Yara. So to um, pad it out a little bit without going into too much detail, uh, Yara, my daughter, is 12. And both her and um, my son, her brother, Vincent, who's 10, live with me 50% of the time and with my ex-husband, with their dad, also 50% of the time. And Yara has... Maybe two months ago, I think was diagnosed with the scoliosis of the spine, and on paper in the medical world, her degree of curvature would be called severe. And so, what they suggest in the medical world, the typical response for her level of severity is you either brace immediately, or or you operate and so what they've suggested with Yara is that she has a brace fitted and probably most of you listening will never have maybe heard of this or or seen it certainly I hadn't but the brace that she will be fitted with is is made of this solid plastic like it is very solid and from looking at it and hearing about it it does look very restrictive it definitely doesn't look comfortable. And so the situation is that she, it's proposed that she wears this at a minimum of 18 hours a day, pretty much, you know, all all the time for all intents and purposes for around three years until she's reached a point where she stopped growing. And the idea the intention is through doing this she won't need an operation later in life but there isn't a guarantee of this there also isn't a guarantee that if she didn't wear it she would need the operation but her level of severity is such that according to the statistics it would be likely and the operation that she would need is a um, it is what would definitely be classed as a major operation and it would involve cutting right the way down along her spine and I I don't know all the ins and outs but uh, reconstructing like putting some steel rods in I think and maybe removing parts of her spine and so uh, it's it's a little bit uh, complex in that it's not cut and dry don't wear the brace and you'll need the operation do wear it and you won't uh, and and so on and so forth so I'm sure that those of you listening who are parents can quite easily understand the 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 issues as a parent you know that that this would that this would bring up. My daughter is pretty sensory like she loves comfort she's always wearing leggings and she likes soft snuggly pajamas and nice bedding and so on and so forth. The chances of her contending well with this brace that can cause blistering and rubbing and so on and so forth and of course it's it's blooming hot in the summer and when you sleep um she she would arguably be a likely candidate for it not being comfortable so on a human level on a purely physical level for for me apart from one of my children having a a life-threatening illness there isn't much worse than this, the, the situation that I find myself in. So from a purely human level, it triggers me. It concerns me. It sucks. You know, the, these are your options. <laughs> and neither one of them is an attractive option. So when I first learned of this, I, I felt a lot of emotions. And I definitely had some some sadness and some concern and, and so on and so forth. But where I'm, of course, really fortunate is that I understand that while we live in this physical world, there's also the non-physical aspect to life. And I think I talked about this in the most recent meditation, and I teach it in Manifesting Miracles, that 99.9, in fact, it's more than that, more than 99.9% of every atom and everything is, is made up of atoms consists of it is the 99.9, you know, more than that percent is empty space. So it's non-physical, it's, it's kind of like a, a nothing. And the physical aspect of life is tiny. I think I talked about this on a previous podcast, how you could take the actual matter of every human on the planet and it would be, if you condensed it all together, it would be smaller than the the, the size of a sugar cube. And this is obviously crazy, right? So what I understand is there's this physical and there's also non-physical there's the physical and the spiritual and everything physical is born of that non-physical i talk about this when i say um, when i describe how to deal with someone who is treating you in, in perhaps an unhealthy or an unkind way i, I say it's the, the thank you and i'm not going to swear on this podcast but f you so on, on a human level you might say f you like i'm getting out of here i'm leaving this because you're abusive to me and so on and so forth but on a on a deeper level, on a soul level, on a non-physical level, you thank that person because they're showing you that you perhaps need to become more assertive, that you're not loving yourself enough and so on and so forth. So I, very often we we don't have this awareness of, of the two levels. So on a human level, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, this situation sucks. It's like a classic stuck between a rock and a hard place. But if you only face situations from this perspective the analogy i speak to a lot it's like imagining the iceberg and you're only dealing with and facing and focusing on the metaphorical tip of the iceberg not what lies beneath which is by far the greatest aspect of, of the challenge so on a human level it sucks i was sad and so on and so forth but you have to look at right okay there's more to this than meets the eye so I don't know, for example, that from a soul level, Yara has asked for something. Who knows what that would be? Maybe like the stuff that happened to me in my life, I believe on a soul level I, I asked for so that it was, enabled me to become a really kind and compassionate and open-hearted person that I wouldn't have been without that stuff. I don't know what that could be for Yara, but I do know that there's that aspect of things going on, And so that's fundamental, is really beginning to grasp that. The other thing is that the only true shift ever is a shift in consciousness. As long as you're, you're caught up in the mind, you cannot see fully or clearly. Like to the mind... Looking at this, like Jojo Spencer calls it matter to matter in a purely physical way, there's only a handful of options. We get the brace, we get the operation, we wait and see, and that's it. Like what else could possibly happen? What else could possibly work? You know, her spine is made of bone, it's solid. You need to approach it with, with that kind of attitude, but the mind can't understand this non-physical aspect, The in excess of 99.9% of what's going on, which is why getting into alignment with one's higher self, reaching those higher levels of awareness and consciousness is really where you start to tap into your power. Because I can't imagine what good will come from this, how this could possibly work out. But ultimately you've got to decide, am I going to just believe that it's only the physical and we have to deal with things in this very, like I say, matter to matter approach? Or am I going to believe in kind of like the magic and the miracles and and so on and so forth? And for me, it's definitely the latter. And so I'm just going to share some of the things that I've done that that will help me and really it's with a view to helping Yara the first thing was when I was still in that place of feeling tension and fear and concern and sadness I had compassion for myself because while I understand about all of this non-physical stuff and believe in the power of miracles and so on and so forth, I'm still obviously human and still aspect of me and that's natural and normal. And sort of self-flagellation and being tough on myself obviously is not going to, to help. It's only going to compound that fear. So that's key. I talk about this a lot. Whenever you're feeling any kind of negative emotion you want to be firm but also deeply compassionate and kind towards yourself one of the other things and i espouse this all the time talk about it heaps is the power of mindfulness so when i have an emotion crop up relative to anything but speaking about this particular situation like feeling sad or feeling afraid is i would observe those emotions just watch them watch them watch them most of us have this idea that venting is like letting go. It, the opposite is true. When you vent an emotion, and it's not wrong to do this, but this is what happens. You let enough of that unwanted emotion out that it means that the, the emotion can still remain within you. Whereas when you observe, it allows the emotion to begin to dissipate. Now, there isn't a time and a place for venting. Like if if the emotion is so big that it's overwhelming you, then okay, vent it, get it out, distract yourself. But as a rule, as a more like a, an ongoing daily regular practice, you want to be observing that tension, those unwanted emotions, because in time, they will become so minimal that they just won't have an impact on you anymore. And one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things to do is to ask the question, what's the highest, which basically means best, Thought I can think about this. So if I take the example of this situation with Yara, there's loads of thoughts I could think. I could think, for example, this is going to be a nightmare. She's not going to sleep. It's going to cause heaps of stress between her and her dad and her dad and I. It's not going to work. She's going to get really upset, blah, 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 blah. She's going to end up having to have a horrible operation. These thoughts, these thoughts all have some kind of basis in truth or reason, but they're definitely not positive and they're definitely not helpful. So the highest thought that I could come up relative to this situation was Yara will thrive. This is such a powerful practice. So anytime I find my mind wandering or me thinking about it, I'm going to come back to this touchstone of Yara will And you can do this relative to anything in your life, whether you're going on holiday and you're afraid to get on the plane or you have a a diagnosis or you have to have a procedure or something's going on with your kid, whatever you can use this, what's the highest thought and the practices you you find that you use that as your touchstone and any other thoughts you just bat them away and you keep coming back to it what this does is it keeps raising your vibration your energy your uh, emotional set point and so it helps you to regain and attain and maintain clarity because when you are in a positive state you are soul aligned and you have you're tuned in to your greatest and your deepest wisdom which is helpful at all times but particularly when you're facing a challenge and incidentally i don't think i've mentioned this on here in the very first days after i went to the hospital and saw the brace and realized just how long she'd have to wear it for i and i and i was um Bent out of shape about it to some degree. I was using Love Notes from God uh, because I like you guys know I practice what I preach, and I'd open the book to a random page, which is what I one of the things I teach readers to do is to just like open your heart, just clear your mind for a second, uh, open to a random page with the knowing that what you read there is going to be the most helpful thing for you in that moment. And two days, well, I think I did it one day and then maybe two days later, but two times in a row. And I forget verbatim, but the quote was something like, Safety lies not in solid scene structures, but in my unseen fluid love. So words to the effect of safety lies not in solid scene structures, but in my unseen fluid love. And I wrote about this on Instagram, I think it was, because how perfectly pertinent were those words to my situation? It feels like, on a human level... In order to be safe, healthy, and so on and so forth, Yara needs this solid, very solid thing—this bracelet, this very physical thing—the operation with the rods—and it's a reminder of two things. Firstly, her safety doesn't come from those things, no matter how it seems to the mind. And of course, the mind's like, "Well, of course it does," but it's not. It's it's this is not the highest truth. And also that the universe just has this wonderful wisdom and grace and and sense of humor, like winking at me going, look, I got you and look what I've done and look what I'm showing you just um, unbelievable. And I felt so loved in, in those moments. So This is something that I teach to parents and it's the truth that you cannot be in a state of worry or fear and love at the same time. Now, what I'm not saying here is that you don't love your child or your loved one when you're worried about them. Of course not. But worry is born of love, but it is not love and you cannot be in both states at the same time. So this is something that I teach, I preach, and of course I have to practice what I preach. And so... I'm like saying to myself, right, Sophie, right, lady, if you're worrying, you're not loving. And there isn't anyone on the planet that I love more than my daughter. And I want to be loving. I want to be love for her. And nothing less than that will do. It doesn't mean I won't allow myself moments. But fundamentally, it's about making the decision. I choose love, not fear. I choose love, not worry. And it can't be both. And this is this is. Kind of being firm with this, but it's truth. And it's really helpful to get this. Then the other thing that I speak about, if you're listening and you've done manifested miracles, you'll know these words off by heart because I repeat them again and again and again and again with good reason, which is alignment trumps everything. So as I was healing after my procedure, there were certain things that I was told to do and to not to do. And one of them was like sleep a certain way and it was really uncomfortable for me. And it's like it, the, the reminder came to me, it might be the right thing to do by the book, but I'm not in alignment doing this. And so I choose alignment. And this is a kind of brave and a bold thing to do from the perspective of the mind, because you're flying in the face of perhaps what is 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 medical advice or mainstream advice or what seems to be sage and so on and so forth. But I know that this is truth with a capital T that everything you want comes from alignment and alignment trumps everything. And so I was thinking that relative to me and my journey and also Yara's. So from my perspective, if she's in a brace and extremely unhappy and out of alignment, that is not a good thing. In fact, I was just talking to my friend who's doing some gardening for me who said that her mother-in-law, I think it was, was, was given a brace to wear after she broke her back and it really, really hurt her. And she said, how can something that hurts me be good for me? And of course, I'm not saying that uh, things that that cause pain can never be good for you. That's not my point. But there's there's wisdom in that. There's We all have this intuitive guidance towards what feels good, what feels better for a reason. So... Yeah, this seems crazy to the mind but it's truth. And then the other thing that came through to me is that actually one of my favorite things is when everything sucks and I'm able to just stare in the face of these things sucking and going I'm not going to believe in this stuff that seems like I, I I need to be afraid. And I've had this situation a few times where metaphorically I'm on the edge of the cliff and it looks like I'm just going to fall and die or you know um the tiger's there about to eat me and, and I just go, mm. I'm choosing to not feel afraid. And I realized, of course, that this situation with Yara is one of those times where it looks like everything is screwed, but I'm not going to be pulled down into fear. I'm going to see it as an opportunity. I'm going to allow myself to be lifted up into faith. Because, of course, when everything is going swimmingly and it's all blooming hunky-dory, it's easy to believe and feel good then. The only time when you really have the opportunity, the invitation to believe in the unseen, to step into faith, to go beyond just believing in this knock-on-wood physical reality is when things suck. And of course, not of course, but I'm writing a book at the moment called Living in Faith. And when you tell the universe you want to be an example of something, it's going to give you opportunities to do that. (laughs) And this is one of those opportunities for me to step even further into faith because it's one thing for me to go, I'm not going to go into fear when it's relative to me, but when it's relative to my kids, that's next level. So this is next level opportunity. It's our choice how we see it. I've talked about this quite a few times, but there's a video on YouTube by a guy called... Jocko, who's an ex-Navy SEAL. I think he's an ex-Navy SEAL. Um, and basically his point is anytime something quote-unquote bad happens, he immediately says good. Immediately says good. And what he quite rightly says in his video is that there will always be some good to come from any unwanted situation. And this is truth. So this isn't about saying, I'm glad this has happened. But instead of why, why her, why us? It's like, what now? How are we going to draw the positives and the good from this? This is the most powerful thing you can possibly imagine doing. Because when you do this, when you fly in the face of kind of what most people would do and go, right, we're going to be positive about this. Not fake positive, not toxic positive, but see it and focus. Focus on the good. You line yourself up with your higher self, your soul self, your God self. And that's, What, case I say this again in the most recent meditation. That's what enables you to not climb mountains, but move mountains. Mind won't have any of this, but your soul knows this is truth. And then I've talked about this before a little bit earlier, but it's about alignment. Alignment has to be priority. So for me, it's my alignment and helping Yara to get into her alignment. What I'm doing on a very practical level is, because this is part of it, is, is doing my research. So I'm looking into, you know, what the research tells you and the studies and also what are the alternative ways of dealing with this and getting out my books on how the mind can heal you and so on and so forth. All of it, the whole, the whole shebang. So I'm doing practical things, but understanding that you could take the same, the exact, you could have two people or the same person like cloned. One of them's in alignment and one of them's in fear. And they take exactly the same steps. They're going to have vastly different results. Because it's about your energy, your intention, your belief, your alignment or not. So that's my main focus is getting myself into alignment and then doing the same with Yara. So one of the things I will do with her, which I'm really fortunate to be able to do, is regular visualizations of her, you know, seeing herself with her spine just perfect in the perfect sort of position because we don't have straight spines i think we'll have a bend don't they but uh, you know is that she's standing tall and uh, uh, getting her to feel empowered and so on and so forth and c- giving her examples of people who've overcome this and usain bolt apparently has scoliosis and talking to her embedding all of these this positivity in her to get her into alignment has to be priority whether you're facing a, a a life-threatening diagnosis or job loss or heartbreak or not getting pregnant when you want to, whatever. Everything you want lies on the other side of you getting happy, you being in alignment, no matter the circumstance. So this is key. The other thing I noticed was my mind going into future tripping. So for example, Yara... I don't know. Something happened. She's like, "Oh, that. Oh, it's something to do with her ears." She was like, "Oh, it really hurts. Something." And oh my god, if that hurts, how's she going to cope with the brace? <laughs> um, and so this crazy future tripping that the mind likes to do, and it really helped me to see that more clearly. And it's like, no, bringing it back, just dealing with the present moment, really not helpful to do that. It just creates it creates stress and it takes you out of alignment. So something that I've probably talked about before that I have really realised not that long ago, is that there will always be something to worry about. There's always going to be something on the news. There's always going to be some disaster going on. And ultimately, you have to make a decision. Which road am I going to go down? Which path am I going to choose? Is it the, I'm going to have this anxiety in me and I'm going to attach it to whatever's happening? It's called displacement. Most people think that they feel anxious because of world events or what's happening in their family and so on and so forth but it's the other way around you feel the anxiety and then you look out into the world and you find places to place it to things to attach it to and then you go ah that's why i feel anxious because i live in a scary world so an anxious person will perceive the world as scary an angry person will perceive the world as a place that pees you off for example so I made the decision fundamentally a while back that I was just not going to live in that state of fear or worry or anxiety because it will carry on and lessen until you reach the point where you go, I quit. It's not going to quit. The reasons to be the quote unquote reasons to be anxious are not going to quit. They're always going to be there. There are also always reasons to feel thankful, appreciative, glad, to choose love, to choose compassion. And this is key. Like think about stuff in your life that's happened, that's been a cause or a reason of anxiety. It's always there. Whether it's a globe, you know, something that you read about on the news or hear about on the news or something in your own life. So this is key, making that choice and seeing that there's more to life than meets the eye. So I will obviously, or not obviously, but I will update you on how things are going, on how we're getting on. be interesting to see what what beautiful situations and circumstances can blossom and bloom from this. Like, who knows? Could be, for example, that it brings Yara and I closer together. It could be that it helps her grow in compassion. It could be that it helps strengthen the relationships that she has between her and some of her close friends. It could be that she ends up helping other people with this. could be that it 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 relates to something that she really is meant to or destined to do in terms of her career who knows but let's let's watch this space okay i really hope that helps you to kind of face the sucky stuff in your own life i actually re-listened to the very first podcast that i did that's talking about something similar so if this has helped and you're facing challenges you might like to listen to that also um I think, I think what I'm going to do, unless I chicken out, (laughs) I can't now because I've said it on here, is for when it's a year since I did the first podcast, which is coming up, I'm going to come out of my cupboard and do a podcast on video. I think I'm going to give it a go anyway. Don't know how it'll be because it's a whole other thing, but (laughs) that's my feeling. So if you'd like me to come out of the cupboard and actually have to put some proper clothes on and, and make myself look presentable then let me know or if you think well, oh, stay in the cupboard Sophie for God's sake save us all let me know that too because then I'd save myself <laughs> thank you so much for listening I really hope that you found this helpful in some way shape or form it's interesting because like two weeks ago whenever it was roughly two weeks maybe slightly longer I really felt very emotional about this and had I recorded this then, I probably would have cried at some point, but I don't feel that need now. The reason I'm sharing that is to show that doing this work really can take you from that space and lift you up out of it. And that's my firm intention today is that if if, and when you're facing any kind of challenge in your life, that these things that I've spoken about and my approach and my attitude can help you to face those things in in a way that's more comfortable and ultimately more effective for you in your life. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And a massive thank you to those of you who've bought a copy of Love Notes from God. Uh, If you want to come to the workshop on May 17th at 7pm on Zoom, buy a copy before then, and then you can get access to the workshop. I can't wait to run it. It's going to be a really beautiful event. I'm going to teach from the book. I'm going to answer questions, talk a bit about manifestation and so on and so forth. And then we'll do a guided meditation together at the end. It's going to be a really beautiful and powerful experience. So if you're thinking, oh, I wouldn't mind buying it, then please do before then. And then you can join the workshop. Uh, I'll leave the link probably in the show notes, but you can grab it on Amazon. It's quite easy to find. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Maybe I'll be out of the cupboard soon. (laughs) Lots of love, guys. Bye for now.